0: mm
1: hello, oh. hello. Oh. hello. Oh. oh oh hey hello good morning <sighs> good morning everyone that was decent yeah um my name's jordan i am the children's uh, pastor here very good and my name's rihanna
2: and i was miss porterville's uh miss congeniality 2010 thank yes. you yes. Can't
1: thank you. you i mean that thank that you. fits
0: yeah that really sure. does
1: fit Okay. Um, Please, we're so glad that you are here. Will you let us know that you are here? And if you have any prayer requests or if you're interested in learning anything about the church, we typically have a slide. It's right there. Um, You can hover that smartphone over the code um, or check in on your bulletin um, right there. But please, we pray over those things. Um, that you write down when you check in so please do that. Let us know that you were here. We'd love to we'd love to see it um, Okay,
2: we're gonna dive we're gonna dive right into some business um, today Just now you should have received an email um, For our board elections that have started today, and they will run through the end of the week you can um, vote online however if you just like to get it done with Right right now, right here today, we've got um, the pamphlet that gives you all the information, all the nominees, who they are, what they're about. Give it a read. And then we've got the ballot right here. It gives you all the instructions. You vote, you vote. Put in some information. I think it's anonymous though, so it's not like specific information. And then there is a ballot box directly behind you um, in the center where Luke stands in the booth right in front. There's a black box. Don't put it in the brown box, put it in the black box. You lift the top, lay it down, and you will have voted. Please do it. We'd We'd love to know who you want on our board, so.
1: And if you'd like to wait until and do it online, you can also do that. Yeah, you can. um, Unfortunately, don't have a sticker for you, but I will give you a thumbs up. Yes, and you have um, you have a week to do that. You do online, but only the only paper ballot is today. Today, okay. Enough about board elections. Two bits more. Oh, four Four bits. That's what I just got back there. Um, I wanted to highlight a few of the positions that we haven't filled for VBS. I mean, those volunteers are rolling in, and it's been awesome. Um, But Lisa Gilbertson, wave your hand, Lisa. She She is coaching cheer, and she needs some help. So if you you have cheerleading just tucked away in your heart, you just let me know, okay? Um, And she'd love to have you come help her. Um, but we also um, need more uh, people-to-work registration. So that that typically happens at the at the start of VBS for an hour or so, and then you're done. So it's if 1215 like to 115, one-hour commitment, come easy. on, all right. Come you know where to some find some cute me. kids
2: in. Make sure they show up. It's so easy, and it's so fun, and they're so cute.
1: Yeah, it'll be great. Do so, it. Please let me know if, that, if either of those jobs you're excited about. And then my very favorite job um, for our young moms who their kids are too young to do VBS, um, but they are still volunteering. They bring their kids, and we need someone to watch them. Banner, Paul Pitkin, is one of them, and he's real cute. So cute. Um, and he needs somebody to watch him. So, cute. Um, so if that's interesting to you, you want to just hang out with a few little babes. Let me know that too. So those are, those are three jobs that we need filled for VBS. That's right. And uh, we hope that you guys will come through for us. Come
2: on. VBS is the time of your life. You just don't know it
1: yet. So, But you do if you, if you were there. Yeah. If you've been there before, you know it's the Show time up. of your life. Time of your life. I All guarantee right. it. Okay. Um, we're going to model something for you. This last bit is uh, guess the ne- next segment guess the next segment hey good morning hey peace of christ peace of christ now go and pass the peace of christ pass the peace of christ with each other maybe with someone you don't know yet
3: great to have you here. Please come and find a seat. The last little hellos and the last piece of Christ be with you. And then finding a place to land. My name is Dee and it is such a joy to have you here and a privilege to be part of this journey of faith together. And one of the great joys and privileges that I have is to participate in child dedication, and that's the case this morning. So the Gilbertson clan, please come over here. We have Jake and Lisa, who just gave us the most wonderful commercial for some type of VBS participation. This is not another VBS announcement. This is uh, something very different. Just to my right is Riley. Hi, Riley. How are you? Anything going on? It's nice to be here. Would you prefer to be up on the platform? Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, that'd be great. Good. Okay. Is that okay, Dad? Yep. Okay. Wonderful. Oh, my goodness. We'll get to you in just a moment. Hi, Penny. It's wonderful to have you here. Um, one of the great privileges for me is to have just how God has woven my journey into this family's journey for so many times. Blair, you probably don't know this but I know some of your great-grandparents. That's crazy, and have been in their homes in Cincinnati and Springfield. I was under the wonderful ministry, Penny, of your parents, your dad's music ministry, and your mom's ministry of kindness. I just don't know how else to describe her. And baking, yeah. I wasn't much of a baking eater then, but she was so kind to me. And then your husband's father as well in Springfield, Illinois. And then to move here and to get to know this family has been amazing. I feel like I am the great beneficiary and now I get to participate in what they are doing with us in dedicating Blair, Blair Abby Gilbertson. Are you okay right there for now or do you want to be up here too? You're okay right there? You want to be up here too? I thought so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know you need something to hold, Dad, so go ahead, hold that. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Nice job. Um, One of the things that I love to do is to challenge us in a particular way. And one of those challenges is that as a faith community, we are called to participate in the lives of one another. And one of the great ways by which we do that is to pray for one another, to help one another, to encourage one another, not instructions on how to be a better parent or grandparent. Instead, it is to come alongside and say anything I can do to help. Anything you need? How can I pray for you? How can I lift you up? That's our role in community as this wonderful family carries on the very significant journey of raising wonderful girls. And in this particular moment, Blair, we're talking about you too, okay? Is that all right? Okay. So I'm going to ask you, as God gives you opportunity and strength, will you use some of that opportunity and strength to uphold to lift up, to pray for, to care for this family as they endeavor to follow Christ in all they do? If so, say, we will. We will. Oh, that was nice. I hope you heard that. Just let it wash over you. Um, the challenge as well for um, grandparents and other family members, you can pass this on to Greg, because I don't know if he's avoiding this for any particular moment for me to give an instruction to him. But Yeah, okay, he had to give a sermon this morning. I get it. Is to share in the life of the family, your life of faith. Called to be one that speaks about your journey as honest, the right time, appropriate moments to simply talk about Christ's movement in your life and your journey. And if you're willing to do that on behalf of all of those you represent, say, I will. I will. Thank you. I kind of figured that was the case. Lisa and Jake. Jake. Thanks for ministering to me in such wonderful ways over these many years. And I have prayed for you and care for what you do and know that the challenge to be a mom and a dad is not an easy one. It's joyful, but hard, exciting, sometimes difficult, challenging, and in the midst of all of that is the opportunity with such rejoicing, particularly with the two that you have here. But the call of scripture is to give yourself to this full-hearted effort, making it a priority in your life, in your time, in your energy, in your resources, and allowing the fragrance of Christ to come through you in a way that becomes something that draws your kids toward the beautiful spirit of grace and forgiveness, kindness and compassion that are the characteristics of the kingdom. With all of those challenges, And with all of the support you see in front of you, if you're willing to do those things, say, we will. We will. Fantastic. Do you want me to talk to her now? Is that okay, Riley? (laughs) Fantastic. I love that you're overseeing all of this. Um, I was looking for a passage of scripture that seems to me to describe you. So I'm gonna tell them, okay? This morning, one of the passages is John 17. And that's a place, do you have that memorized? Do you? Okay, good. Can I just go ahead and talk about it a little bit first? Okay, good. It's the passage where Jesus prays. It's the high priestly prayer. And this feels like a high priestly moment, a moment of dedication. What Jesus does first is he prays for himself, then his disciples, and then all believers. But in that opening portion, what's so powerful is it so obvious Jesus knows exactly who he is. His identity in the Father holds him steady through everything else. So my prayer for you, Blair, is that you know who you are, that you're part of this family, and that you are Christ's, and Christ Jesus is yours. Because when you know that, you then step into places of being able to love others. And that's my prayer for you, that you, knowing you're loved, can then love unselfishly for other people. I wanna pray for you. I'm gonna make the mark of the cross on your forehead and then I'm gonna pray for you, okay? I dedicate you, Blair Abby Gilberson, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh God, I thank you for this wonderful young lady who she has already become, who she is in you. Give her a strength knowing who she is and her identity, filled with courage and purpose and endurance and strength, filled with compassion and love and grace. You've gifted her with everything she needs to be all you created her to be. So in this morning moment, we are dedicating her to you, knowing that we can trust you and her as you partner together in this journey of faith that she has already begun in this family. Open up the pathway for her. Give her parents the courage to step into those places of her desires and her interests, Give them the wherewithal to accompany her on her journey, but also know when to let her fly. So, Lord, we look forward to the years as they unfold and to the days that we get to enjoy. So bless Blair Abby Gilbertson as your own, as your child, and we are grateful, Lord. We love you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Blair. Glad you're here. Nice. Absolutely. I gave you one thing to hold, Jake, and it's gone. I know, you lost it already. I'm going to invite the band to come up, Daniel Holcomb to come to read our call to worship, and let's continue in worship together.
4: Good morning. My name is Daniel, and I'll be reading from Psalm 68. Sing to God, sing in praise of his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds. Rejoice before him, his name is the Lord. A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families, he leads out the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. When you, God, went out before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, the earth shook, the heavens poured down rain before God, the one of Sinai, before God, the one of Israel. You gave abundant showers, O God. You refreshed your weary inheritance, your people settled in it, and from your bounty, God, you provided for the poor. It's the word of the Lord.
5: Thanks be to God. Well, good morning. If you're able, could we stand together? My name's George. I'm grateful to sit under Austin's leadership so often as we worship through song. and grateful for the opportunity to lead us in worship through song today. Captivated by that phrase in Psalm 68 that we get to sing our praises to the one who who rides upon the clouds. What beautiful poetry there. We sing to God whose presence fills everything and everyone. the one who has made it all and fills it all. The whole earth full of your glory. We sing of it. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made. I see the stars. it with wonder and awe and then sings my This week, in a devotional I go through, the question was asked, when was the last time you remember being filled with awe and wonder? And it invited the reader to allow the Holy Spirit to bring to mind a memory. So I wanna invite you to do that right now, to just maybe close your eyes, come before the Lord knowing that God is with us. And as you close your eyes, What comes to mind, what what memory, what time of beauty, of awe and wonder? Is it a place, is it an experience? Just take a moment and think about it. Play it back in your mind's eye. And again, let it fill you with awe and wonder of the God who made it all. Hold it there and give thanks as Diana plays this melody for. But what's on our mind in these moments? Would you use it again to move us in worship? With that memory in your mind, could we again sing to the one who made it all? Sing with me. Then sing. Praises to you, God, rejoicing in your holy name, giving thanks for the word becoming flesh. We sing of Jesus. Praise him, praise him, Jesus, our blessed redeemer, sing of oh, worth his wonderful love, proclaim. Dark angels in glory, strength, and honor. Give to his holy name a shepherd. The Lord. Thanks this morning. The beauty is presence. Go ahead and be seated. Well, as a dad, uh, as a part of this congregation here, I love this moment. It's probably the deepest part of worship for me as I pull my kids in next to me. And uh, we get to dismiss our, our kids and our teens with this paraphrase prayer from Philippians chapter 1. So I'd love it if uh, we could send our teens and kids out with these words of blessing. Would you read them with me? This is my prayer for you, our children, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best. May you be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory of God. We pray over our youth pastors and our children's ministry leaders as, as uh, they lead our kids in worship in these moments. Thank you. on you Jesus we sing Some of my favorite words in all of Scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter four says, "Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all." And it continues this way that we're to fix our eyes not on things that are seen, but on things that are unseen. For what is seen is temporary unseen is eternal I remember hearing someone preach a sermon about this chorus that we've just been singing about the things of earth growing strangely dim and he said when we look to Jesus when we catch a glimpse of things unseen and eternal perhaps what we could also sing is that the things of earth grow strangely clear that our perspective gets renewed that we're more sensitive to the signs of the kingdom around us so we're going to sing that chorus again and thank Jesus for renewed perspective and invite the Holy Spirit to continue to orient us that we might interpret what is going on around us. Jesus and sing On Christ the solid rock I stand All other ground is sinking sand All other ground is sinking sand My hope is built on nothing less Than Jesus' blood and righteousness we Sing of our hope. He shall come. come. Christ the King, Sing dead. Oh, Christ, Christ the Son. hearts open right now to the reading of the gospel, as we fix our eyes on Jesus.
6: Well Pastor D kind of spoiled this passage a little bit earlier, but I hope it still speaks to you. From John chapter 17. After Jesus said this, He looked toward heaven and prayed. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth, by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. The Gospel of the Lord.
3: a wonderful privilege for me to invite, to invite you into a time of prayer, how appropriate coming out of Jesus praying and what follows what was just read, then Jesus praying for us that we might move into a time of prayer ourselves. So I'm fully aware that you don't come to this place as a blank slate, but you bring with you. Your experiences of this week, your journey of the last years, your concerns, your hopes, your joys, your uncertainties, your wonder about tomorrow, concerns of family, vocation, resources, neighbors, political circumstances, with all of that we come into prayer so would you allow god's spirit to move into all of those places to permeate all of the anxieties and to be present with you in all the joys i'm gonna let george play for a few moments and allow the spirit to kind of focus your attention there'll be a few moments of silence I'll offer up a prayer and then for those of you that would, let's join together in saying the Lord's Prayer at the close of this time. Let's pray. Lord, it seems that sometimes when we allow quiet in our life, that every thought invades in that moment, bouncing from yesterday to today to ten years ago to five months from now, from person to person to family to neighborhood to work to vocation to cost to expenses to bills to... Lord, and it just floods us. Help us to breathe. To give our heads space for all of that to happen. And then help us, Lord, to allow your spirit to calm our hearts, to settle our thoughts, To focus our prayers. I ask that as Jesus displayed in that powerful prayer. A sure identity in you. Will you this morning give us an identity in you as well? May in these moments we just sense that you know us by name. You know our birth date, you know our experiences, you know the things that make us laugh, the things that make us cry. May somehow the strength of our identity give us confidence that you hold all of the things that fill our minds seemingly every minute of the day. We invite you into the spaces where our needs seem so great. Loved ones who are ill, our own health concerns, our uncertainty about the summer, a new class that's starting. We can offer prayers not only for the minutia of our day, but bigger issues of our country, as those politicians try and deal with some eminent deadlines. And so we do pray for them, Lord, but our confidence isn't in them. It's in you. So will you hold us steady? Give them wisdom and insight and a willingness to Make good, wise, right decisions in the midst of choices that don't seem easy. Help us likewise in the choices and decisions we have to make. Move our hearts to places that we never even thought before because we have surrendered ourselves to your Spirit's guidance and wisdom. Fill those spaces where we don't know what to do with a confidence in your wisdom and your plan. Give us a determination to do what we believe is right to the best of our knowledge and with the best of our strength. And Lord, in the midst of all of this, there are so many things for which we don't even know how to pray often don't even know what to say. Certainly in those moments, we can just be quiet before you, but we can also offer the prayer your disciples have prayed for centuries. And so we offer that in these moments as the best of our prayer, Lord, to you. And so we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I'm going to ask Daryl to come and read our scripture for this morning's
7: message. Today from 1st Peter chapter 4 verses 12 through 14 and chapter 5 verses 6 through 11. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ so that you might be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you're blessed, for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. Humble yourselves, therefore under God's mighty hand, that he might lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour.
3: Well, we're getting ready for takeoff, so I encourage you to uh, take your trade tables and put them up and in the lock position. Have your seats all the way forward. And let me point out, if I could, the exits, some of which may be behind you if they're the nearest ones. We have two on each side, two toward the back, and then two down this direction as well. So if you need to, follow the lights or somebody who looks like they know what they're doing to make your way. I do want to warn you um, that we have been told there might be some turbulence this morning. So in case that occurs, uh, a seatbelt light will come on and you will need to keep your seatbelt fastened tight around your hips. This is in some ways like the beginning of the passage you just heard. You may not recognize the similarities, but it begins in 1 Peter chapter 4. In the first verse that was mentioned in verse 12, do not be surprised if there's turbulence. Don't let that throw you off. Anytime we take the plane and put it up in the sky with nothing underneath it but wind, and we're depending somehow on the laws of physics and the wind to keep us afloat, we are subject to the place where we are and there will, at times, be turbulence, it comes with what we're doing. In a similar fashion, Peter is saying to this wonderful crowd of people that are in the five provinces mentioned at the first chapter in verse 1, don't be surprised when suffering or turbulence comes. It's part of the rhythm, part of the journey, Part of what you should expect, don't, not only don't let it surprise you, don't let it throw you off. It's not stated here, but it it might be worth saying, you should be surprised if some turbulence doesn't come. We're up here doing this and there's no turbulence? Oh, now I'm a little concerned. goes on to say in verse 13 that need to recognize that you should celebrate rejoice in suffering that takes place so that you might also join in with the joy of God's glory in Christ here we have a really important formula that we need to understand in the spiritual life and woven into the fabric of the creation that has been given to us. We learned at the end of the first chapter of 1 Peter that the lamb was chosen before the beginning of time. Now, I don't know if you've thought about it before, but the lamb is a sacrificial lamb. So before the beginning of time, there was woven into this plan of redemption a lamb who would be sacrificed, who would suffer, who would die on our behalf. Suffering was woven into this so that in due time, resurrection, reconciliation would take place. The plan of one leads to the outcome of the other. It is really difficult to understand our place in this long storyline because it seems like part of this story just has such a long history and seems to go so long into the future. we wait for various moments and points in time to occur to take place. There is this grand storyline that leads to crucifixion, resurrection, but also complete restoration. And in this long storyline, the same rhythm happens again and again and again and again. Almost as if it is a reminder to us that the storyline is bigger than we could ever comprehend. Because suffering leads to rejoicing. But this process, we are told, takes time. When we move into chapter 5 and start in verse 6, we find that we are given the instruction to humble ourselves, and in due time, God will lift us up. It takes time. I don't know if you have looked out the window as you were heading down the runway. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's a little unsettling when the pilot doesn't seem to pull back on the ailerons or whatever it is that makes you go up. You're just powering, the engines are flaring, you're just building up speed, feels like you've gotten up to 100, 120, and you know there's an end to this runway. And you're just barreling and barreling and barreling and barreling. Okay, now's a great time. This would be good. Could we do it now? Is it coming? I think it ought to happen now, now, now. Maybe you don't look out the window. Maybe you just think that, but don't say it out loud. I've been in private planes, where I've been in the passenger seat, with a pretty novice pilot. That kind of ups the ante a whole lot. Could we start further back, maybe, give you a little bit more runway? I've told you before of one student pilot I was with who came down in this really nice two-point landing, but it was the wrong two points. It was not the two back wheels. It was one of the back wheels and the nose wheel, and we were kind of tilted and started heading for the grassy area. To his credit, he powered up immediately and... We went airborne before we hit the grass. And as you can imagine, there was silence in the cab for about 10 minutes. (laughs) And then I heard in my headphones, you might be wondering what happened back there. (laughs) Oh, no, I thought you were just, you know, touch and goes. Isn't that what they call it? And then he explained and heart started to calm. But the... Mentioned in this passage is humble yourselves in the midst of whatever you're facing. In due time, God will bring about God's glory and your renewal. I'm afraid I have to tell you that I don't know how long due time is. I have a ballpark idea when I'm on a plane. It's pretty much supposed to happen within that last 150 yards is the due time to go up. But I don't know regarding your circumstances. I don't. What I do know is that this has been happening for years, for generations, forever. This movement of difficulties, struggles, uncertainty, and then restoration, salvation, glorification. So many things that come out of what seems like wasted time, wasted moments, difficult situations, but I am just convinced God wastes nothing. Time hasn't been wasted. Your resources haven't been wasted. Somehow in that, when we humble ourselves and give it to God, God has this pattern that I know I can't put God in a box, but this pattern of taking what I thought had no good end and transforms it into good not only for you, but for others. And wow, what a privilege it is when it blesses others. So the invitation then is to cast all your anxieties on him, for he cares for you. I've got to tell you, I don't know if it's just our culture, I don't think it is, but we live in a very anxious culture. And we absorb a lot of that anxious culture. There's anxiety about comparisons that come our way over and over again. How you're supposed to look, what you're supposed to wear, how much you're supposed to earn, what you're supposed to feel like. And it just is our tendency to compare ourselves to someone else. That ups the level of anxiety. The anxiety that comes when we hear that politicians don't seem to be taking care of business. What can that look like? And all of a sudden, what ought to be somebody else's problem becomes our problem. The world's gotten so small that when there's war on the opposite side of the globe, It enters into our living room through the latest news station, radio, TV, whatever it might be, our news feed via our cell phone. There have been times when I've been in group gatherings and all of a sudden everybody gets an Amber Alert. And I'm thrilled for the Amber Alert system. Everybody rightfully just kind of jumps when that takes place and everybody's phone buzzes. It feels like it is everywhere. In grad school, I took a course that was um, primarily focused on stress as a topic, stress management as a subtopic. I'm in the class, I'm nervous as always, always thinking that I, I don't belong in school with this group of people, I'm not going to be able to. I don't know, just the mind is a little bit of a spiral thing. I mean, I've got my, you know, number two lead pencil and even had them in grad school because you just, you need one of those. And a clean piece of notebook paper in front of me, I've got my book open as if I understood anything in it that I had read that week. And the professor is talking about stress management. First day in class, has all its nervous jitters that go with that. And he said, I'm gonna start off right away telling you the first rule of stress management. Well, I know this is gonna be on the test. (sighs) I'll get one right. And he said, probably this is not only the first rule of stress management, It's by far the most important, maybe it could be named as the last rule of stress management as well. Oh my goodness, it's like the world hangs in the balance now, and I've already written out on my piece of paper the first rule, and then he says, breathe. So I take a breath, and I go, now what is it? (laughs) And he says it again, just breathe. Breathe deeply, stress causes you to breathe, short breaths, tenses your muscles, gives you less lung capacity, upsets your sleep patterns. Anxiety just causes us to do all kinds of things and begins to wear out the body in ways we don't even notice until we go to the doctor four years later and the doctor says, did you know you had high blood pressure? No. Breathe, breathe. God's spirit is often referred to as God's breath. He breathes life into Adam and Eve. Breathe. We get worked up and caught up. This says, cast your anxieties on him. It takes time. In some ways, the stress, the anxiety is a wonderful indicator for you. It's not to stuff it down, forget about it, try and not think about it. It's actually a great reminder when your body says, something's wrong because my neck really hurts. Then pay attention. When your heart feels heavy, pay attention. When your mind ruminates, pay attention, breathe and allow God's spirit to work into your life in such a way that it might bring to the surface the things that have got you worked up. And then say to yourself, oh Lord, is it that I can't trust you? I sometimes look under the wings and I can't see anything holding us up. We've already gotten through the clouds and the clouds are a long way beneath us and I don't even think they would hold us up. There's nothing there. And the turbulence has come. Is it that I'm having a tough time trusting you? Isn't it beautiful that we have somebody who is so honest to say, Oh, God, I believe, help me with my unbelief. I want to say the words, I believe. My heart feels a little bit like I don't see anything under supporting us. I don't have a good backup plan, God. And Jesus says, this is the rhythm of the journey. Humble yourselves, and in due time you'll see I will lift you up. And we have such a powerful promise in in verse 10 where it says, there is for you restoration, support. I don't see it. Oh, there's support, strength, and I will establish you. I will set you on firm ground. Is it possible that the invitation to the table this morning is simply an invitation to sit at the table and breathe? You've got this, Lord? Oh, I suffered long before you stepped into this moment. That part's already been woven into the universe, but you also need to know what else is woven into the universe. Restoration, strength, support. I will establish you. I will hold you. I will love you. I will care for you. Watch it work. So in a few moments, the stewards and stewardesses are going to come through the cabin and offer you some refreshment. an invitation to the table of grace, where I hope you might consider taking a deep breath and saying, help me, Lord. Turn my stuff into your hands and to trust in you. Father, in these moments, help us to sense your presence, your care, Help us to surrender the controls to you. To know that you are in charge. And have watched over everything and that nothing is wasted. It might be hard. It might be difficult. It might last a lot longer than I thought I had strength for. But you've provided me today with all of the resources I need to accomplish what you've called me, us, to accomplish and to do. You have provided. So will you strengthen us now, establish us now. As you invite us to the table of grace, may we receive these as your gifts. Elements sanctified by your touch. A table that has been set by you for us to come for a moment and rest. Thank you, Lord. As our servers come forward, I'm going to invite you, after we've gotten the elements to their place, to come as you desire. We, open, we practice open communion here. You don't need to be a member of this church. Just a desire to come to God with all that you have and say, oh, Lord, help me. Help me to rest. Help me to know you better. I ask that you hold the elements until we all have been served so that we can take together. come as you are ready Some of these are a little more complicated than others. They're not all the same. Ask your neighbor for help if you need it. If you would take the piece of bread on the night, our Savior was betrayed. Before the crucifixion, he was sharing a meal at the table with those for whom he had already prayed, that they might have strength, courage, ability to face what was coming and he took the bread and he said this is my body it's broken for you we take in remembrance of our Lord in a similar fashion he took the cup gave it to each one of them he said this is the blood of the new covenant poured out on your behalf Take in remembrance of our Lord. For some, a little more complicated than others. Just wanted to give enough time there. And also to give enough time that before you receive a benediction, you just breathe. Breathe in God's spirit. Breathe in God's forgiveness. Breathe in God's strength. God's presence in your life. It's for you, wherever you are in life's journey. We thank you, God, for these moments. Not only are they yours, but help us to live this week that we are yours. For us to pull up to the gate, you are in San Diego, California, and the time is 1146. The temperature outside is 65 degrees, partly sunny. We hope you enjoy your stay here. Go in God's grace, God's presence and God's peace. For those of you that would like to cast a ballot on behalf of the board, they're at all four tables, but there's only one ballot box, and that's at the center portion. Have a wonderful week. God bless you.